hi family uh, so um, in the last episode we have been talking about salvation the gift of salvation which is the gift of life that is afforded to us through repentance through forgiveness of our sins and one thing that i've mentioned is that if ever you are going to value your salvation something needs to die inside of you you know i made i have uh, i made even an example of the woman who was caught in adultery so that woman at that time she was um you know it was not in his in her plans but it is not even how she saw it happening uh, because maybe one thing in her mind is like this is over for me i'm going to die but now what happened jesus came and that's what afforded her salvation so something died in her that day and now you need to value it that's how you value your salvation if ever something dies in you because the scripture said therefore who are in christ are new creatures right so the old passed away and behold for me i i believe that for you to become a new creature and for you to be able to sustain your salvation or to work on your salvation something needs to die inside of you something needs to remind you of the gift that was afforded to you right something needs to remind you that for me to be here today i was afforded this new life or else i could have been dead or else something could have happened to me but because that thing did not happen so i received my salvation i received my new identity i received life so something needs to die in you so the old that passed away it's something old something that did not even bring you uh, 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 joy or something that did not bring you peace or something rather that did not even bring you closer to christ so that thing dies in you so um you know the other the other day you know this uh woman was talking or the lady was talking about the patterns and the habits of our lives so really what dies is the patterns and the habits of our lives because at the end of the day our patterns lead us to sin or our patterns lead us to live our past life you know our patterns and our habits will lead us to live the kind of life that we want to get away from or we want to leave behind but if ever you are not going to work on your patterns and on your habits then that means time and time you are going to visit your old past you are going to go back and do the things that you don't want to do right so that is why even when we go to remember the story of lot you know in gomorrah and homora when it when the when god sends the angels and say you know what you lot and your family i want you to take your family and move away from this place because god is coming and he's going to destroy this place and but there was a message the message said when you go out or when you leave this place you should not look back don't look back so now lord's wife looked back and he turned or she turned into salt so you can imagine what made her to look back so the past the habits the patterns you know she was 
uh, sorrowful maybe or she was thinking back of what she was leaving behind so that is what was the that, that was what that is that is the instructions that they were given even in your salvation can we have the same message do not look back keep focus keep on the journey that is ahead of you where god is taking you you have been afforded this new life you know it, it is the same you know lot was going to be afforded this new life that you know move away from this place move away from this place that you are living for uh, you have been staying i want you to go back to where i'm gonna send you so most of us when the message come that i want you to move away from here i want you to go to a place where i have set for you i want you to go to a place where there is provision for you i want you to take you out of your old i want to bring you into your life so many of us we don't i don't know if ever i say i can say we are afraid of doing something new but we always go back you know we all and one thing that takes us back is the habits and the patterns of our lives because we crave for those things we crave for those patterns we crave for those habits in our lives so that is why most of the time it is so hard for us to continue or to go and do something new or to become as something a, a, a new person because when you are in christ that's the very thing that you are letting go of you are letting go of the patterns you are letting go of the habits because you are in christ now you are a new creature god is molding you into a new person god is molding you into a person that will live or follow his instructions and commandments and the minute or the time you follow the instructions and the commandments of god you know that you cannot live in your patterns you cannot live you cannot conform to the standards of this world what you used to will no longer be so that is what is so hard for us because we are so used to we are so comfortable in our sin we are so comfortable in this life that is meaningless that is momentary we are so attached to it we you know we have become friends with this life that is not even ours we have become content with this life that is not even in the will of god that is not what he has purposed in our lives and to let go of a friend it is so hard right to let go of something that you have been attached to for years it is not easy so that is what being in christ means that is what salvation means that is what working on your salvation means by being in christ he molds you by being in christ that is why the salvation is personal because it's a decision that you need to make within yourself and you need to work on it salvation does not mean you receive christ and you just like relax and say well i have received christ you know christ lives in me then i just have to relax and you just continue with your normal life no being in christ it means that you need to live the life that is christ-like right you need to no matter how hard it is because you know something you know that we don't know or something that we are not aware of 
God knows our weaknesses, right? Hence, he say he will become our strength in our weaknesses. But now, if ever we're going to take this cross, we need to be bold about it. We need to be serious about it. And we need to surrender even more and more to him. It's about having a relationship with God. You know, having a relationship with God, you don't go to God when it suits you, right? You don't go to God when things are bad. You don't go to God when things are not going smooth. You don't go to God when there are challenges in your life. You don't go to God when it seems like there's no way and you don't know what to do. No, you invite him. It's a relationship. You he, you you invite him to the point that at the end of the day, he becomes alive in you. Hence, the last time I was sharing something that, you know, we should impress this word of God, the instructions and the commandments that he has given to us. We should impress them on our children so that we are giving them a guardian. We are giving them a voice of truth. We are giving them a voice of reason. Yes, they will go astray, but now this voice, they will keep on talking to them. There will be a voice of the truth. It will discipline them. You know, this voice, it will give them, you know, a chance or a place of returning back. They will not forget themselves in sin. Or they will not forget themselves. And even sometimes, if ever they are, they are wise enough, they will even stop or they won't even do what they have intended to do in terms of pissing the crowd, in terms of, you know, being... Um, then sometimes we just want to fit in right when we are young so that voice will reprimand that voice will speak to you that voice will even stop you from doing something stupid from doing something that you did not intend to do and that voice will stop you from even doing something that will at the end of the day bring harm to yourself so we need to impress this voice on our children and even to ourselves So you see, 
um, verse 24. So Proverbs 1 verse 24, it talks about really wisdom. So let me share this wisdom for you from verse 1, verse 24. So it reads, Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded, because you have ignored all my counsel and will have none of my reproof. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. And when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me and I will not answer. They will seek me diligently but will not find me. Hence I'm saying, let us learn to live. You know, let us learn to have a relationship with God and focus on Him. Let us not... Uh, I call him only when things are not going right in our lives. And now when he does not answer at that time, now you're going to cry and say, but God is quiet. God is listening to me. He's not listening to me. But look at your, your life. Do you have a relationship with him? You know, a relationship is an ongoing thing. You are, you, you, you create this. I don't know how can I put it. You know, you, he, he has to become a friend right into your life whether it is good whether it is not good whether storms come storms storms come you always acknowledge him in your life you know that is only what god wants he just wants us to acknowledge him and he at verse 24 he said because i have called and you refuse to listen and we do that most of us we do that you know, whenever God calls us, we refuse. And for us, it's like we are too busy for God. We are too busy. It's, it's, it's like we are telling him that, but God, wait, I'm still doing this, right? Because you know that when he calls you, he is calling you from the opposite of what you are doing. All right? So now, because you are, you are comfortable, you are comfortable in this life, you don't even listen. Sometimes we choose to be ignorant to the voice of God. Even when he speaks, you just choose to be ignorant. Because remember, he is calling you to something totally opposite that you are doing right now or that you want to do, right? Because his desires are not your desires. He will. The Bible says he will give you the desires of your heart, not you giving him the desires of your heart. Because at that, at times we want that. We want to give God, you know, the desires of our hearts. God, you know, in two years, I want to be a lawyer. You know, I want to be out of poverty. I want to be driving. You know, it's a tall order. I want to be driving. I want to be having a house. I want to be doing what? But are you doing the work? Are you doing the work? So we want that. We were just wanting to do to, to, to give that to God. And at the end of the day, we are here to serve.
that is his purpose. Even me as Christ, I came here to serve. At the end of the day, I'm just like you. I'm a servant at the end of the day. I am a servant whereby I shall become a slave to all. You are a servant, right? And the only one who leads us, who guides us, who instructs us, who commands us. We are servants to him. <laughs> that is God, right? So that is the word of God. That is what it does do. But what it has taught me, it has taught me that most of the time we just go to God and we come with, uh, 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 with our own commandments, our own instructions. We are commanding God. We are instruction. We are instructing God, but we don't want to serve. We don't want to serve. You know, here it talks about laying your life. You, you, listen to the word of God. It says, you, he must be the slave for all. It talks about laying your life for purpose. Laying your life for the kingdom. Laying your life for the will of God. For the word of God to manifest. That's what it talks about. It talks about me becoming a slave. That means I am laying down, I am surrendering my life to the will of God, to which he has called me to do, for a life, to a life of purpose whereby I am going to serve his people in his kingdom. I am going to serve and I am going to do the will of God and I am going to whatever that he has called me to do. That means in that ministry, I am laying down for purpose. I am laying down my life because remember, the things that I want to do, that will speak contrary to the purpose. I cannot do them because I have a mandate. I have a purpose. He has called me to do something. And if ever he's the one calling me, I have to listen to him. He is my master, right? So I have to listen to the commandments and to the instructions, right? I am not here to rule anyone, but I am here to serve. I am here to live the life that he has chosen for me. That is a life of purpose. So that is something that we are missing in our lives, that we are here to serve. You know, you know I want this word to just become a reality inside of you that you are here to serve. And when you are here to serve, God will answer to your serving. God will answer to you. Because remember, when you are serving, it will need you to be obedient, right? It will need you to be faithful, right? It will need you to listen to the commandments and the instructions from our Father. It will need you to live a life of purpose. So we are here to serve and we are here to listen to the instructions from our Father. We are servants. We listen and we do. <laughs> we are servants. We listen and we do. And these are the two things that we don't do. We don't want to listen. We don't want to do anything. And how will the word manifest? If ever you who have been called, you don't want to listen. Or you choose who you listen or you choose what you listen to. And you don't even want to do. The do part, we don't even want to do. And the Bible says that we should not only be the hearers of the word, but we should be the doers 
of the word because that is that what differentiates us from any other when we start doing the word of god or the will of god how else are you going to be a new creature how else are you going to serve in a purpose whereby you are not even doing willing to do and how else are you going to fulfill your mandate or your purpose or what you have been called to do if ever you don't want to do the will of god two things listen and do that is what we need to do as servant because we are called here to serve in whatever different ministries we are called to serve so at the end of the day it will lead us to living the life that god has intended to for us and that's how we need to live our lives so that we can be able to live a life of fulfillment or to live a life of abundance right so one thing that we we will call upon us you know it is this heaviness you know a man's yoke is heavy if ever you can realize they a man's yoke is heavy it's a it's very heavy because it comes with so many things it comes with pain disappointment suffering abuse shame which is at the end of the day it leads us to sin we are talking about the patterns and the habits of our lives which each and every time they lead us to sin and at the end of the day you want to cope with life you want to survive this life and when you cope and when you start you want when you are surviving that means you are going to make sacrifices and compromises that will make you lose yourself and that will make you lose your focus so instead of focusing on god because he said my yoke is easy so when he said that when he said my yoke is easy he simply say you know his yoke is easy because it comes with so many things that are so that are going to benefit us you know it comes with joy it comes with peace that surpasses all human understanding it comes with kindness it comes with forgiveness it comes with repentance it comes with salvation it comes with blessings it comes with grace it comes with favor it comes with strength it comes with wisdom it comes with knowledge and it arms us you know it arm us you know the full arm right um am i, am I saying that right yeah it, it, because it's the word of god so it arm us we are armed in the word of god that's what his yoke being easy that's what it comes from because when you are weak he becomes your strength when you don't know what to do or whatever he becomes knowledge he 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 gives you knowledge he gives you wisdom he gives you understanding so that you know you are able to withstand or to overcome whatever that you are going through and you have a full armor in the word of god right you have a full armor 
in the word of God and it comes with protection, right? You should read Psalm 91. I was reading it yesterday. You know, I like reading Psalm 91 over and over again because it's so beautiful. If ever you are listening and you are doing the will of God, so it comes with protection. It comes with with so many things we know that we are not perfect but it comes with forgiveness it does not condemn you my goodness it does not condemn you so may we just go to our father and may we learn to listen and you know to show that you have listened we will see by you doing the work you know when you start doing the work we know that this one is listening to the father but when you are rebellious, that's when you don't do anything. You become ignorant to the ways. You become ignorant to the commandments and the instructions of God. But remember, at the end of the day, you will be like the sons of Zebedee and you'll be like, God, I want you to do something for me. But now God will just, and God will just, okay, what is it that I'm answering to? Am I answering to his rebellion? Am I answering to his disobedience? Am I answering to uh, to, to, to his ignorance? Am I answering him to him not even being able to do or to uh, live by the principles that I have given to this to, to you? So what is God answering to? Because God needs to answer to your obedience. God needs to answer to your faithfulness. God needs to answer to, um, to your obedience. Be you uh, following his commandments and the instructions. But what is he answering to? So, may we run to him. You know, the time is now. May we run to him. You know, regardless of how old are you, regardless of whatever that you have done, at the end of the day, that those things, if ever you allow them to be attached to you, they will be attached to you. You will be like Lord's wife. When God is asking you to leave, that place is going to destroy them. But your heart will still be where you, your heart will still be in the old things that you used to do. Your heart will be still in the old things. How are you else going to move forward? How are you going to experience the love of God? And how are you going to be able to? Uh, um, because remember, there the, 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 the is where God is sending you, right? So how are we going to be able to, to, to be sustained? Because you are being sustained by the word of God. You are being sustained by the word of God, you know? The other time when I was preaching, you know, just coming into my mind right now, the other time when I was listening, I remember I said, you know, most of the time the devil will use our senses, the devil will use your senses so that you can be able or he can be able to manipulate you into doing something that you don't want to do or into doing something that he wants you to do. He uses what you see, what you hear, and he will entice you. That's how he entices us. By what we see, what we hear, things like that. He entices us by using our senses, right? So now we need to move away from that because that is our habits. That is, it, it tends to our habits, intent to, it, it tends to patterns. So we need to move away from that. We need to allow the word of God to manifest, to be living and to be active inside of us so that we can be able to recognize that this is the devil manipulating me. This is the devil coming to deceive me. 
This is the devil coming to lie to me and cheat his way and steal his way and destroy and kill the purpose that is inside of you. You know, the devil, his mended on is just to kill the purpose because he kills the weight. Because the weight, it gives you power. The weight gives you knowledge and understanding. The, the weight, it's your full armor. That's what will make you overcome the, 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 the devil with his, in his schemes and in his plans using the word of God because it is active and it's living. You need to become the word. You need to become. It needs to become. You need to become the word. It needs to live inside of you. Once it starts living inside of you, it is able to guide you. It is able to uh, 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 help you along the way because the word is it, it, able to teach you. Because remember when Jesus uh, was ascending from, when he was going home to our father, he said, I leave you with the Holy Spirit, right? It will be your teacher. So that is the word. That is the word inside of us. It teaches you. It reprimands you. It directs you. And you are able to differentiate between the voice of darkness and the voice of God. Because the voice of God will never tempt you. The voice of God will never deceive you. The voice of God will never lie to you. It will never manipulate you. But that is what the devil do. The devil will lie to you. And the, you know, you know, the devil entices you because he uses your senses. He uses your eyes. He will make you like, but look at this, how beautiful it is. If ever you say, but he begs it up, but did you hear? Like, you know, he uses those things. And even to get his mandate, that is what he uses. So that he can instill fear inside of us. He still, he is still fear by what you see and what you heard and what you uh, know. He uses that. He uses your past. He uses your habits. He uses so many things. So that he can instill fear inside of you. And when he instill fear, you become caged. Hence the word of God, it says, I did not give you the spirit of fear and timidity. If ever you can use this word together, fear equals to timidity. Because when you fear, it limits you, it cages you, it imprisons you. That's what fear does. But he said, but I gave you power, the spirit of power. That is the word that is inside. That is the power that he has given us is the word. I gave you the spirit of power and of a sound mind so that you can be able to differentiate what is good and what is from me and what is from the evil one. So that at the end of the day, you are armed. You know, that word is power. That word is your full armor so that you are able to, to overcome the devil and his schemes and his plans at the end of the day. So, let us run to Christ. The time is still now. Let us impress this word on our children, even on our spirit, so that this word can become alive. What is it that you want God to answer to? Because you are refusing to listen. You are refusing to follow his will and commandments you are being disobedient you are being rebellious you want to dictate you want to be heard you want to be listened to you want to be answered but what is it that will make god to answer you what is it that you are doing are you following the commandments are you faithful will your faithfulness cause him to answer you 
Will your obedience, will you following his commandments? You see, but at the end of the day, we just want to ask. We just want to dictate. We even dictate the time with the list of the things that we want God to do. But what about what he has called you to do, which you are refusing even today? You have been refused, but you are here and making demands that I want you to do this for me. What will God answer to? And at the end of the day, you know, let us move away from the patterns and habits of our lives and let us do the will of God and let us do uh, let us be the doer of the word so that at the end of the day the word can manifest into our lives so thank you family without me adding or subtracting anything to the word of God thank you for listening my name is Suki and I'm still about my father's business up until next time stay blessed <music>